Good morning, good chaydash. We're going to show us what we may be. Some chaptas on the day. We've been in the middle of last last Friday. We were in the middle of the sukkah of machaba of um, extinguishing a flame. And what we discussed. Let's just recap so we can get back into it. Uh, what we were, what we discussed at the end was the machlokes of the Tosus of the, and the Rosh and the Sechet Beil. The Tosus seems to learn over there that the Manoch of Mechaber, Manoch of Kibui, is when a person affects the flame. A person extinguishes the flame, a person, a person changes the size of the flame, downsizes it. That is the Manoch of Mechaber. Likewise, you've got Gram Kibui. If a person sets up Kalim with, uh, with water inside them around the fire, such that when the fire gets to the kalim, the kalim will explode, the water will put out the fire. That is what we call gram kibri. It's not direct, it's indirect kibri, but it will be kibri nonetheless because the water is going to put out the flame. It will not affect the fuel in any way. However, the Rosh, the Rosh proves from Al-Gomorrah, he proves that the, the case of Shweferes, um, what happens in the case of Shweferes? A person's got oil in some other kli, and a person takes out the oil from the, that kli which is dripping into the nair. Says the Rosh, in which way are you affecting the flame? There and then, you're not affecting the flame, it's not downsizing it in any way. You're taking out the fuel. And yet, the, the Chashash, is the first state that the house, is going to be Mechaba. Says the Rosh, you see from there, that the Malach of Mechaba, the way the Rosh seems to be understanding it is, is touching the, the, uh, the nair in its entirety. The nair encompasses a wick, a flame, fuel, a cleavage holder. If you touch any of that, if you take anything out of that, which ultimately is affecting the lifespan of the flame, that is the malach of Mechavah. That is the malach of Mechavah. Then as the, um, the Yom Shul Shlem is the Marashal, the Marashal says, he's not so sure you've got to rise from that. Because if you take a look at the Roshan of the Rosh, the Roshan of the Rosh was, when he quoted Al Gomorrah, it's uh, two, four, five, five lines down in the Rosh on the sheet, he said, Umiu, however, ha-hidish tayferes al-tiyaner, the osur, zil-ma-osidit ha-fuke minez, hainu al-kosov, that's the gate to a definition of Maya Kibbi, that's because you're speeding up the process of Kibbi, she-e-nu makhish me-or ha-ner kalav, you're not weakening the light of the nair in any way. Because the nair is always filled with oil. Because from the shweferes, the, 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 uh, the oil is constantly dripping in. So even if you just take a little bit of oil from the shweferes, that's not going to weaken the oil of the nair in any way. Says the Yom that's the Marashal. He says... Who says you're only taking a bit of, a, a, a bit of oil from the Shweferes? Maybe you'll, com- you'll completely empty out the Shweferes. If you completely empty out the Shweferes, then surely the light of the candle is going to change. That's how Tosis will answer. The common Samuel brings this. And he tries to back it up. Not tries, he backs it up. But it's I don't know, perhaps if you, if you can explain it to me, I don't understand the answer so at all. Yabu the answer so Huh? Is that a... I don't know. I, I don't understand it because what what has he just said? 
As I understand it, perhaps I've misunderstood it. The way I understand it is you've got a nether, one of these, uh, what do they call them, alidats, whatever you call them, which are constantly filled with oil. Not lost, what happens? As the wick soaks up the oil and it consumes it, so the oil is depleting. Oh, no problem, because as the oil depletes, I've got a shrefella sitting directly above it, in its essays, and drip, 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 so it's constantly full. Because as a bit goes out, a bit, a bit more comes in. So if I empty out the shrefella, so what? The nair is still, is still full at that stage. You're not affecting the light in any way, because the wick is inside the nair, not in the shrefella. Look at what the, what the Rosh wrote. He wrote, wrote there, like this. Because the nair, not the shwebera, the nair is always full with, filled with oil. Therefore, I've got a very good right against Tosus. When you take out the oil from the shwebera, so you have to have a whole lot. Are you, or are you not affecting the light, the wick, the light, the flame, at that moment? The answer is no, you are not. So what are you doing? All you're doing is, by taking out the oil, means that it will not burn as long. Okay, says the Rosh, that's what I say is kibbu. But according to Tosus, that's not kibbu. Kibbu is only when you, because remember Tosus said, if you cut a, a uh, candle in half, the candle is burning and you cut off the bottom half without a knife, you burn it away. That's not the Malach of kibbu. Ah, it's not going to burn as long, it doesn't matter, it doesn't affect the flame in any way. The flame will continue to burn until, however much fuel you've actually left there, Finishes off. So therefore, I don't really understand why the Amshar Shemir says he doesn't understand the Rosh. Why well, I don't understand the, the, the question of the, of the Amshar Shemir on it. What is Taka the answer then for Tosus? What is Taka the answer for Tosus? Remember, Tosus holds that the Malachal of Kibu is only when you change the flame. You're not changing the flame in this case. By taking the oil out of the Shreferev, even if you take the whole, the whole, you empty out the whole Shreferev, you're not changing the, the flame in any way. The answer may well be along the line that the, we already mentioned last week, the Pnei Yeshua, when he, what he says in Rashi. You'll recall that Rashi, the first Rashi on the Mishnah, says the problem here is, because when you take out the oil, it's the Malachal of but Rashi added a couple of words. Because you've been makata, you've set it aside. For the ner, you're chai because of makata. So we ask, is it because of mukta, or is it because of makata? What's mukta got to do with it? So the Pnei Yeshua says, he brings in the Tosus in Beitzah, and he says, well, truth be told, you're not actually extinguishing any flame anyway. That's not the point. The point is, that when you take out the oil, the Russian says it's near It looks like kibbutz because the flame, at least momentarily, weakens. So he says, well, I can therefore say that since you have been makata, the that means you sort of designated this oil in the shreferes to drip into the net, therefore it has got the same din as the oil inside the net. And just like if you were to take the oil out of the net, that would be a problem on Mechaba, or Nirak Mechaba. It's not really Mechaba, says the Pnei It's not really Mechaba. So, so too, if you take the oil out of the Shuefelet, it's not really Mechaba anyway. But we're not going to start making a chiluk where the oil is. If it's in the entirety of the Nair, that's Nirak Kikibu. That's possibly the way Tosfus would have to answer it. But the truth is, 
Though he goes and brings in the Rosh, I don't understand what he, what he wants with the Rosh, because the Rosh, on the contrary, brings a right from Al-Gamara, But moreover, from Rashi over here, Rashi elsewhere, it's not Mashmah that he holds back Tosus. If anything, the Rashi is Mashmah more like the Rosh. But, let's go, let's try and explain what Rashi is saying there for. The way I understand Rashi is like this. this is, I think this is more or less what we got up to on Friday. The Rashi is saying like this, like, like the Rosh, that the Malacha of Machaber is to touch any part of the Neh. What does the Neh comprise? You've got a Pesila, you've got a wick there, with the flame obviously, you've got the fuel, you've got the crucible or whatever you want to call it, in, which is holding everything together, you tilt that. If you do anything to any of that, which alters the length of time that's going to burn, that's going to be Machaber or Mabit depending whether you add or whether you take away. You touch any of that, that's the Malach HaMachabah. It doesn't matter if it's only going to affect it in two hours' time. You are affecting the time it's going to burn, that is the Malach HaMachabah. Garam Kibui is, what is Garam Kibui? Garam Kibui is where you don't touch anything of the nair. What do you do? You put some water at a distance, so when, so when the fire reaches there, it'll blow up the caleb, the water will come flooding out and douse the fire. But I didn't touch the nair, not the nair, not the fuel, not the wick. I didn't touch any of that. It was an outside source. But ultimately it'll cause the fire to go. That's ground kibbutz. The truth is, even this, the case here where you, you alter the, the length of time it's going to burn, that is ground kibbutz as it happens. It is corrupted because ultimately it's going to cause it to go out and end. It's not causing anything now. It's not direct. But the Rosh says, such a Gram Kibwe, everyone will agree Yochai for. The debate between Rabbi Yoisi and the Rabbanon on Dachkuf that is where you do something from an outside source. That's Gram Kibwe where we pass it like the Rabbanon. But over here, where you're talking about you take out the oil from the Nair, you alter the Nair in such a way, that's Gram Kibwe because it's not going to extinguish it now, but it's a Gram Kibbe which everyone would agree with. By the same token, therefore, according to the Rosh, if you cut down the size of the wax candle whilst it's burning, is that mutter or is that also? It's also because the wax is obviously the fuel, and you're taking away from the fuel, yes, it's going to burn an hour less. Right now it's going to continue burning, and not affecting the flame in any way. But that's the Gram Kibbe which everyone was told is forbidden. Now, coming to Rashi, it would seem that perhaps you could say like this then. Rashi says, but what oil is considered part of my nair? And what oil would be considered an outside source? Again, if I take away from an outside source, that would maximum be a Gram Kibu, which only the Rabbonum, which only Rabbi Yezu is told is a problem. But even that may not, it may not even be such a Gram Kibu. It has to be, I take away, I alter, in some way, part of the nair. So what oil is considered part of the nair? Now obviously the nair, which is, the, the oil which is actually sitting inside your alley lamp, where, is that what it's called? You don't know, okay. Whatever that pear-shaped lamp I refer to, that's right, the pear-shaped thing, yeah? The oil inside there obviously is part of the nair. It's all inside the same tree. If you take any of that oil, there's a rosh, that is gram kibri, which everyone would say you're for. The question is, what if I've got oil sitting in a separate tree which is dripping in? 
Is that considered to be part of the nair or separate to the nair? The psila, the wick, is not actually drawing off there. So what do you say? Says Rashi, the kiman shake tzol nair. Since you set it aside, that oil, I set it aside to drip into the oil, into the lab. And therefore, it becomes part and parcel of the nair. And if you take the oil out of there, chayiv v'shem you're going to be chayiv because of mechaber. Yeah? There's no difference whether I put it into the nair, or I, with my das, I set it aside to join onto the nair. That is considered as if it's part of the nair, and if you take the oil out of there, that will be a grand kibbui, which everyone would hold you a chayiv for. Now you'll recall in the Ramam, the Ramam talked about muksa. The Ramam referred to it in Mishnah Torah, you've got it on the sheet there, he, at the end there he says, Shu muksa matmas isa. The oil is, is it a muksa? On the other hand, in, Mish, in, in, in his Firash Mishnah, it's highlighted right at the top there, the Yiyya, Mechaber. So is it because of Mechaber, or is it because of Muksa? So the others, you say the Ramam was Chayza. He was Chayza. Originally he wrote because of Mechaber, and the Mishnah Torah, when he wrote, which he wrote later, he said, no, actually the problem is because of Muksa. It's obviously we want to try and avoid. And especially in light of what we just said in Rashi, which, by the way, if you take a look at the Ram, the Ram says the same Loshan, Kim and Sheikh Sol. If you look at the Chidusha Ram, it's even clearer. He says, why is it Mechaber's Loshan is something like Kibbun, since he was Mechaber for the Lamb, therefore there is an Issa of Mechaber. He actually spells it all out, that one is linked to the other. So the other Ha'ora we pointed out in the Ram and Mishnah Torah is, just a very, very little Ha'ora. And that is the Ramam on the second line of Mishnah Torah. He says, Gezeira, it's a Gezeira, Shema, Yikach min Hashemen, Shebechli. Maybe you'll come to take from the oil in the Kli, not the oil in the Ka'ara. Remember, there were two main cases. Either you have a Kli, which has got oil in it, which by the way, I did say the other, the other day, why did the Raman talk about a Kli, not the eggshell? So I said it could be because there are those who say it's not Beitza, it's Beitza. And Beitza is like a, a piece of clay, wet clay that you make into a, into a Kli. The problem is, it doesn't really work in the Rambam. Well, at least in Pirish Amishnais, he says black and white, we're talking about an eggshell. So he learns it as Beitza. Unless you're going to say Mishnah Tori was closed on that as well. So it could be, he's just saying, it's loved after an eggshell. It could be anything. And that's why he's going to pick on Kli Cheres, it could be any Kli. So that's probably the part that's why he says Kli, because Kli incorporates any type of Kli. It could be a Kli Cheres, it could be a, a, an eggshell, it could be anything you want. You'll see, he doesn't mention Kli Cheres either. Anyway, but he talks about a Kli. Uh, that was one case. There was another case, which is when I have a ka'ora, a bowl of oil, which is sitting at the side, and the wick is drawing off from it. So Robin doesn't talk about maybe you're going to take oil out of that, which is obviously the reason. That must be the reason. But why does he not talk about that? Why does he talk about Shema Yikach Min Hashem That was the other ha'ora. So it would seem that the Raman goes along the same lines as Rashi, maybe just a little further than Rashi. And that is that it's not enough to say, Kim and Sheikh, Sohu, since I set that oil aside for the nair, therefore it becomes part of the nair. It's a little more than that. You know, Lamoshal. You know, I mentioned this last week. That if, let's say you've got a, 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 a leak, so a person decides he wants to take a clee and put it under the leak. That may be a problem. 
Because if that water is not roy lishtia, then the water is basically, is got, has got no use on Shabbos, it's muksa, dirty, putrid water, which means that, it's all klimei which means when you put the bucket underneath, now you can't put the bucket anymore, because now the bucket's holding that dirty water. And if you look at the way, like Rashi, Rashi, based on the Masef and the sky, he calls it like doina. I think he calls it kembein, or something like that. Because it's as if you're fixing it to its spot. Now it's not, I can pick up the bucket. What do you mean it's doina? Why is it doina? Because from a halakhic perspective, you've just fixed it to the ground. But I haven't. I can pick it up. Yeah, but halakhically it's fixed to the ground, isn't it? Can you pick that, that bucket up on Shabbos? No? Could you move the bucket around beforehand? Yeah? So halakhically you fix it to the ground. It's like fixing it with cement. It's halakhic cement, though. It's a different type of cement. So it's like boner. Likewise, if you now have set aside this oil will be part, is going to be used for this net. That oil now becomes what we call muksa machmas isa. Because it's mafia, it's burning. So it's muksa because of isa. We haven't dealt with the sugil of, of muksa yet. But we know the, the, the muksa of muksa. Muksa means it's now fixed in its place. You can't move it. Now muksa machmas isa, there are certain instances you can move it. The terech makoma, the terech asma, okay, but the terech kufoi, but it sort of inhales itself. Muksa means it's got a fixed place. Now, of course, I can still move it around. But how luckily you can't. How luckily it's been fixed there, right on top of the nest, it's become part of the nest. How luckily. It's ke'inu, it's as if from a halakhic perspective, like we said, in Chibarov. If you join that, ke'en yoyster, we said, you join your kali to the nest, it becomes part of the nest. And then you'd be allowed to, you'd be allowed to use such things. That's only because it actually becomes part of it. This has the worst of both worlds. On the one hand, it's become part of the net. And then if you take the shaman out of there, you've been over on the chabat. Because his mom is part of the net. On the other hand, it's not physically part of the net. And then if we are worried, people are going to come to take the oil, they won't realise they're taking oil from a net. So you've got the worst of both worlds. You've got a halakhic chibur, but a physical non-chibur. Which means you've ended up with a, with a, with a, with a problem. So with that we can begin to understand what the Raman is talking about. The Raman doesn't mean because of Muksa. And why does the Raman not start at, stop at Muksa? I'll tell you why Muksa is not enough of a reason. Because if it was only because of Muksa, so I say, you know what, number one, Muksa Matamata, it's a Lutera Kufa, Lutera Kumakomi, you can move it. So if I need that oil for my salad, I can take it. Lutera Kufa, I need it for Lutera Kheta, I can move it. But moreover, Muksa is only an Issa Durabon. And if it's only an Issa bottom, so I could say they wouldn't have been Goza and other Gazeva. Even if I were to move it, so I'd be doing an Issa bottom. So you're saying, I can't light this lamp. Why? Because you may come to take from this oil, and if I do take from the oil, so what? I've done an Issa Durabonus to Gazeva Ligzeva. So I found the Prima Godin asked this question, surely to Gazeva Ligzeva. She said, yeah, but sometimes we find a Gazeva Ligzeva we make on very big Issa, we make a Gazeva Ligzeva. Well, we find such instances. Mukta is a very big Durabonus. But it could well be, it could well be that that's why the Ramah says Muksa is not enough of a reason. So Muksa is a stepping stone for the Issa of Machabah. Once it's Muksa, it means you can't move it. Halakhically it's being joined to the Ner. Therefore it's as if you're taking the Shemin out of the Ner, which is Machabah. Ah, that's a problem. Machabah is a serious problem. Now it could well be, by the way, it's not Mavish Machabah. It could be it's not Mavish Machabah. Because the mice is not in the net. 
It could be. It's debated. It is debated. There's a lot of talk about it. Is it we talk about it's a machabah derabbon? Not only the rabbon, in the rosh as well. Is it derabbon? Is it zayraita? But do you know what? Even if it is derabbon, it's still not necessarily a problem to zayrul exerit. Do you know why? What's the difference between muksa and machabah in this case? Let's say they're both derabbon. Muksa is derabbon and machabah. Let's say we're talking about machabah. The isn't would only be derabbon. So I'm not really extinguishing the fire. Let's say it would only be derabbon. So what? I mean, in other words, what would be the chiluk? Why? Why do I say if it's because of Mechaber? No, it's, it's not a problem with Zayir Zayir. Why? There's a major difference between the two. You know what the difference is? I saw one of the Achrinim point this out. I can't remember where. Is Mechaber something that Rabbonin invented or something which the Torah invented? Torah. Sometimes you can get a case of Mechaber de Rabbonon. Like carrying, for example. The Torah says, carrying, we've learned, you have to do Akira and Hanukkah. The Rabbonon came along and said, if you only do one or the other, with the Rabbonon, you've done something wrong. Pasa Avalosa. But Hoytzor is a Melochah de Raita. The Rabbonon subcategorized certain cases of Hoytzor de Rabbonon. Mukta is completely and utterly an invention of the Rabbana. It's not based on a Zeraita. There's no Muksa Zeraita, Muksa Zerabana. It was there they imagined, because you may come to do a Zeraita, that could be. But it's a Zerabana. Ain't goes into Zerabixera. The Sins and the Chabe, the Chabe is something which is a Torah Dik uh, Isra, even if the Chabe, the particular case we're talking about, is if you were to take out the oil, it would be an Isra Zerabana, it doesn't matter. Since Mechaber is such a severe issue, it's an issue which is rooted in the Torah, we would even make a Gezerah and Gezerah for that. Could be. Why am I pushing myself to say maybe we're talking about the Rabbon? Because now we can answer up, in fact, the last question. And that is, I ask you, why do you have to say, why did the Ramam write, Gezerah is the Gezerah Hashem Yikach Min Hashem and Shibichli. What about Gezerah Hashem Yikach Min Hashem and Shibichli? Yeah? The answer is, do you remember in the Raman Pirisham Mishnai, so I've highlighted, we highlighted it there, the Raman at the end of Pirisham Mishnai, he had a different gear set in the Gemara, seemingly. When the Gemara went through the reason why we need all three cases, we said, if you only had the first two cases, the case of the Shreferes and the Cheres, I would have said, do you know why Rabbi Yudah is not worried that you'll come to take the, the oil out of there? Because, I can see that Shreferes is directly above the Cheres, there's no hefsek veneer. There's no division between them. So, anyone who takes the oil out can see he's taking oil which is dripping into the, into the mare. He can see what he's doing. So we're not worried the person will inadvertently do that. But in the case of the coral, the coral is sitting here. I've got a bowl of oil here. And I've got a meter away. Let's say I'm exaggerating a little bit. Though. Let's say a meter away. I've got a mare burning. A person doesn't necessarily connect the two. They'll think, oh, somebody put some oil there out, out here for the meal. And they'll come and take some. That big? The wick, okay. But in, in fact, yeah, but you can't see the oil transfer. You can see the wick. You may notice the wick, you may not notice the wick. I mean, you're right, I'm coming to that, but that's what the Gemara says. It's the Hesed Benayim. The Raman says quite the opposite. Like Jonathan's saying, and what's that? He says, no. 
He says the case of the of the uh, of the Kara is worse because there's a witch joining them. There's actually a connection. The case of Shavuot, there's no connection. So he says so. Therefore, it's less likely a person's going to take from it. So what does the Ramah mean? It sounds like what the Ramah is trying to say is that in the case of the Kara, there's more of a problem of Mechaber. Because you're taking the oil out of the kli where the wick is. But is there a, case of, is there a problem of Mechaber or is there not? Why? Is the answer is, the answer is like this. If I take oil out of Putting everything together now. now. Now I think everything begins to fit. The puzzle, piece of the puzzle fits in now. If I have a nair there, let's go back to other space. I've got a nair, which has got the oil in there. And I've got a pasila, a wick, which is burning there. And I take oil out of that. That is an isr of mechabe. Call it gramkin, you can call it what you want, like the Rosh called it. But it would be arguably an isr, the writer of mechabe. Even though there are those who say, no, even in the Rosh, it means the Rabbonon. I saw yesterday my Rosh Hashiva, Rav Sigur Shalevsky, he's got a piece on this. And he says, read the Rosh. The Rosh sounds like it's so right. He says that the Shittasa elsewhere will be fine. That the, 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 the Rosh holds, even if it says the late reaction, if you're touching the thing itself, not an outside source, it will be your Chayat Hezek. It's an Isra right. He says, that, that would be the Pashtas in the Rosh. The Rama may well hold the same. If I take the oil directly out of the Kali, where the, where the Pasila is, that's an Isra Zairaita. Therefore, says the Ramam, it could be in that case, even Rabbi Yoda would agree, wait, maybe we should be worried there. Because remember the case of the Ka'ara, the wick is drawing off the oil in the Ka'ara. The Ka'ara becomes Mamash, that is the Nair, that is the crucible, that is this land. So maybe in that case, even Rabbi Yehuda would suddenly say we should be chayshish here. Masha'enkin in a case where the oil is just dripping from the shvayferet into the nair. There's no pasila, there's no wick in there. So why am I over with the machada? The answer is because of muksa. Muksa is an isadra Now whether you want to say as a result of the muksa, this halakhic joining of the oil to the nair, you want to say that the Isra of Mechabah would be identical to the Sida. You may say that, but it's rooted in an Isra Zerabon on a Muqsa. Whether therefore the Mechabah would be the Ereisa Zerabon, I don't know. But it definitely would be a lighter form of Mechabah. Because it's based on an Isra Zerabon of Muqsa. Yeah? Because the Esther, geographically, there is no connection between this oil and the wick. The wick is not drawing off the oil, from the from the shvaferes, the shvaferes is dripping into the into the uh, into the mer. But a halachi concept of mukta means that you can't move that oil anymore. It's mukta machmas isur, which means that therefore we view that oil as if it's inside the mer. And therefore, if you would take oil out of it, on the chaver. That is a lighter form. And therefore now, all the Ramans should make sense. The reason for all three cases, whether it's the Shreferes, whether it's the Kheres, whether it's the Ka'ara, is because of Mechaba, as the Ramam writes in Pirish HaMishnai. But the case of the Ka'ara is a worse form of Mechaba, because there you're taking the oil from the actual Kli where the wick is. That's Mamash Mechaba. Gram Kibi. It's far worse. 
The Rav of the Mishnah Torah, we ask, why does he pick up on Shema Yikach and Hashem and Shebechli? The answer is Poshat. Because in the case where you may come to take oil from the Korah, there's nothing really to explain. If you take oil out of the Korah, that's Mechadah. But he says later on, he says, oh, maybe it's actually earlier on in the Perakir days, he says, if you're Mestapik, when Hashem and Shebechli, that is the Isra of Mechadah. You're Chaya for that. Tashtus, you're Chaya Mechadah for that. That's Poshat to me. The problem, it says the Raman, is that if I take oil out of the Shemen in the Kli, where the wick is not joined up to it, what am I doing? What is the Omechaba am I doing? The oil is not with the Psila. So the Raman has to give a whole beer in it. He says, yeah, but there's a problem of Muksa. Once there's a problem of Muksa, that joins the Shemen in the Kli, to the Shemin in the net. And therefore, as the Ram said in Purusha Mishnah, you have a problem on the Chava. In the case of the Korah, there's nothing to explain. That's self-understood. As the Ram said in Purusha Mishnah, Ki ein beinem uveinan eres... Well, sorry, that's not the other way around. Abu Korah, she yeish beinah uveinan eres chibar avstila. Of course not, sir. There's nothing to talk about that. Yeah? So therefore, to sum up, what we've come out with is like this. The Fetosus, the Fetosus, the Isser of Mechaber, whether it's Karam Kibi, whether it's Kibi itself, means changing, altering the flame, not the fuel. If I don't alter the flame, all I'm altering is the fuel, there's no Kibi, there's no Karam Kibi. And it's Mota, at least. Because, well, it would be, uh, yeah, it wouldn't even be, sorry. I'm not altering the flame, and I'm not, yeah, it would be mutter. That would be absolutely mutter. So I've got a flame burning, and I just burn off the ends of the, of the wax, no problem. I'll burn for a shorter period of time, doesn't matter. Kibui means, I pour water onto the flame. I fan out the flame, and make it blow it out. Garam kibui means, I'm going to do something which will make the flame go out, in a bit of time. Not directly, I put some water there. That will cause it to go out. So what's the problem when I take oil out of the nair itself? When I take oil out of the nair itself, well, when you take the oil out, it makes the flame die down a little bit. It's near a kikibi. It looks like you're extinguishing the flame. It's not really extinguishing. But it's a change in the flame which is the problem. The case of Shreferis, which the Rosh brought as a riot against Tosus, so maybe like the Pnei Yeshua said, that because I've been cut to the Shemin, Shreferis, we were there. No, therefore we don't make a chiddush between the two. I'm not sure. So is he saying that there is a ruiz of the Zerah stuff? No, not necessarily. No, 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 could be Zerah bomb. Could be Zerah bomb. Zerah never is the right word. You wouldn't expect it to be that. You wouldn't expect. You'd assume according to Tosus it means it's it's Zerah bomb. The the loss. The problem is the loss of Chayas. It does say Chayas. I mean, it could. I mean, look. According to Tosus, I I think it's possible if you were to empty out all the oil from the nair. It's such a way that the, ne- the flame would go out straight away. Well, the Einachor, Shinui, Ba'ar, Gedolom, Izu. And there's no greater change in the flame than emptying out all the, all, all the. I think you took out the fuel, it wasn't the flame, but yeah, but you just put out the flame. Okay, that, that, that's so. But the Rosh, the Rosh comes along and says, no, it makes no difference whether you touch the flame or you touch the fuel or the air. If you do anything to that sort of 
Muner in a sort of slightly bigger sense, that is, call it Gram Kibbe, you can call it what you want, but it's a Gram Kibbe which everyone beholds is Yechayah for. Maybe it could well be Mizaraita, could be Mizarabon. But if you do something which is, you do something to an outside source, which ultimately will cause the plane to go out, that's Gram Kibbe, which we pass in at the Rabbanon, is Musa Ali Son Yomzah. What, what would that be like, uh, like uh, outside source? We'll, we'll, we'll see that in the chat about that. Okay. Right? I mean, it's it's really, it's it's well, same as the case with the Gemara. I mean, that's the most simple thing. You, you surround the fire with, with uh, Kalim with water. Then when the fire gets there, it'll blow up the Kalim and the water will douse the fire, as you said. So, in the, in the case of the Gemara, how's the water separate from the oil? How's it, how's it, how's it separate? No, no, it's not nothing. If you've got a fire, Kachshan is a fire. Yeah. Person's not allowed to put out a fire in Shabbat. So, he does, he surrounds the fire from all sides with Kalim with water. So when the fire spreads, the water will, when the kingdom explodes, the water will put out the fire. That's called Gram Kibbutz. Um, and, and in the Gemara case, what happens if the water's not there? It would go out anyway, but that's fine. No, it's going to burn down the house. Well, from there, from No, 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 it's a different case. Ah. It's a different case. No, it's not about the Gemara. No, 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 no. Heck, no, no, no. Ah, okay. Yeah? So, um... That's the Rosh, and then we built on that, we built Rashi, and the Rambam, the idea that it's through Mukhzeh, it becomes part of the Nair, and then if you're taking the oil, it's all, that becomes part and parcel of the Nair. Fine. Just very briefly, very briefly, coming back to Al-Shaida, which we introduced on Friday. A person's got, his lights are going off at 12 o'clock at night. And he wants to, uh, he's going to bed now at 5.30, could be the person not feeling well, and the reason why I add that in, by the way, is because there is a shita of the Ravyo, Ravyo that is, um, brought in Shulchan Aruch like this, that, well, I, sh- I should really say it like this, in terms of the Rosh and Tosus, the Mechaba is Machmir like the Rosh, the Ramal says, we're like Tosus. But the Mishaburah says, Achorin say we should be Machmir like the Rosh. But in the case of Gram Kibri, the classic case of Gram Kibri, where I just surround the fire with Kalim with water, there, we say Gram Kibri is Mutter. That's the way it's passed in the Shulchan Aruch, Mutter. But the Ramah adds a few words, and that comes from the Mordechai B'Shin Derabiyo, the Mokhen Hefzad. We only allow the Mokhen Hefzad. The question is, where did that come from? So much so that the, the Mr. Brewer writes, Shantini refers to this, this is top Kofi Adalad and Shinnah Adalad, where, where, where these halachas come. He says that it's really a Shitta Yichidor, we don't really know where the Ravi gets it from. And therefore, he says, on Yomtuf, even Shalom Mokham Hesud. Even Shalom Mokham Hesud. The truth is, it's worth pointing out that when we read the Tosis in Beitzah, he said that Gram Kibri on Yomtuf is Mutta. And on Shabbos of a Shabbos Nami Enechayim, that's the Lashon, of a Shabbos Nami Enechayim, what does it mean, not Chayim, should say Shabbos and Mosa. Could be Tosis also losing such a possibility. There's no Chiyo, but it's not out and right Heta for Shabbos. But our Kephonim needs to be Mokham Hesus. If there's a Chayim, let's talk about the Mokham Hesus. So now what I want to do is I want to go to my time clock. I want to alter the, the time a little bit. Is that Mosa or is it Osa? 
So now I asked you on Friday, what would you say now? Based on now we've got a little more information. I don't know if it's yes or not, but it's going to have to be enough for the time being. Back to okay, I think right, Friday wanted to be a uh, wanted to be mocking Sarah wanted to be made Do you stand by that now? Yes, of course. It's Gaffin Sheresh Amaskel Chasa. I want to know, based on what we've learned, what would you say? But yeah, I mean, I can't expect you in two minutes. To, I, I'll, I'll be honest, sort of, I spent hours going through it in my mind, back and forth, trying to work out is it more similar to the case? That's really what you have to work out. Would you say it's more similar to the case of setting up the kingdom around it? Because you could say that's really what it is. You know, what's going to happen is, that it's going to go out at 12, 12 o'clock. I have, I have a, a, a light going. Electricity going, 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 going. And I've got Kingdom set around it. That's basically what I'm doing. Which at 12 o'clock will douse the fire. Will make the, will make the light go out. I decide, no, I want to go out at 10 o'clock. So I move the Kingdom a little closer. That's basically, if you want to make it in some that's what you're doing. I'm moving the Kingdom with the water a little closer. That's what's going to happen at 10 o'clock. When the hand strikes 10 o'clock. The thing will go out. Or would you say no? Maybe you could say, I've given it a certain amount of fuel. Enough fuel, enough electricity, that's the way I've set it, with enough electricity that at 12 o'clock there'll be no more fuel. Now what I'm doing is taking out a little bit of fuel. At 4 o'clock in, in the afternoon I'm taking out a little bit of fuel. We're going to make it on Shabbos so to 8 o'clock. I'm taking out a little bit of the fuel so that I only have enough fuel to burn... That's the case of the Russian toaster, sir. Take it out a little bit of fuel. So what would you say? So the truth is, I think we, we, we really have to know how time clocks work. To, to, so I'm sort of messing around with my, with my uh, father's time clock yesterday. And that one is one of those types where you've got like a, a round thing with, some, with like four arms on it. Two of them say off, and two of them say on. That one I'm absolutely certain how it works. That's clear how it works. And that is what happens is, as it moves around, these arms... When it hits the right time, that thing clicks something, which is like a switch. And the sort of position is very slightly different, you know, sort of the length of the arm. So one makes, sort of clicks the switch which makes it go on, and one makes it go off. So basically what it's doing is pressing the light button on and off. That's basically what it's doing. Making the circuit and breaking the circuit. Yeah? To me, that, I think that definitely, to me, is much more donor to the first to the first case where you're putting the kingdom around it. Because what it, what we really have is a situation where it will burn and burn and burn and burn. You've got a circuit there. When you break the circuit, what you're doing is you're taking away all the fuel. Which even according to Tosis, that's Mamash Machabe, because you are doing something which will make the flame go out. You can call it Grand Kibri. Call it Grand Kibri if you want. But it's, that's the case where, I mean, it will be ground clearing because you're setting up things out. You're not taking away the fuel. At a certain given time, you're going to make it go out. Is there no circuit in the afternoon on Friday? No, 8 o'clock Friday night. Oh, oh, right. So that's the shayla. Right. So it's ground clearing. Now, ground clearing, at least on, on Yom Tov, or even Shabbos, the Sarah Chayla, should be Mosul. The only thing is, 
is like this. Or, as I said, some want to say no, it's more than it's the other case, but I don't see it in this case. I don't see it in this case. Um, the, the, and, as I said, I saw yesterday, I saw last night, my, my Rosh was got a shout about this. He says, well, it's not, it's not, he says it's not similar to the case of the Rosh. He wants, although for a different reason, which I'll speak about probably at the beginning of tomorrow, Ben Sashem. I'm, I'm not, if I, if I can sort of uh, argue, I'm, I'm not so, sort of convinced of his reasoning on that one, which I'll speak about tomorrow, Ben Sashem. The only thing he does point out is, there is a shit that I'll be to which is that only if you put the kadim around it with the water, which means when the fire reaches there, it'll blow up the kadim and then the water will come out. But if I surround it with ice, so I'm surrounding it with water itself, and the water is what's going to push it out, that would be awesome. That's sort of a, a little, see, he wants to say this is, this is more similar to that. Because the minute it reaches that point, it's going to switch it off. Huh? I know, I know, I'm going to stop now, I'm stopping now. Yeah? It's going to switch it off straight away. So therefore, that's direct. That's more like putting water around it. The only thing is that Rabbi Natan is not L'chol Adair. Shulchan Aruch seems to rule at least in one place that it's Mota. To be continued better than Hashem tomorrow, but I'm waiting uh, for an, uh, an electrician to explain to me the other one, say me I'm to take around. You know the other type I'm talking, I've talked about, where you push, push those uh, things in and out. Because, yeah, like this, like this. Because that one, I'm not convinced works by a switch. I think I have a feeling, although I'm not sure, that each of these has a little bit of metal on the end which is completing the circuit. If that's the case, think about it, I think that may be more similar, may have more of a similarity to the case of taking away fuel. Think about it. Have a good day,